0: I'm Chris Lewis. Um, I work as a lifeguard at in Bournemouth. Uh, I'm a Grade Three lifeguard, and I've been doing it for quite a while. I am now rumored to be the oldest lifeguard that worked for certainly that worked for the RNL because I'm 73. Two even two. I I am 72, not three. I'm wishing my life away already. <laughs> Of course, when I started, I must have been about 55. The normal regulations for the r across the board was that if you were over 46, you couldn't go in a boat, because those were the regulations that they brought up for those. And the person that looked at all the training and qualification arrangements, luckily for me, looked at it and said, well, hang on. we can't do this, this is not the right thing to do. So the right thing to do is to have a fitness test. If they pass a fitness test, then they can do whatever that test allows. And that's where they went. So fitness test, when I started, it was right for me. It was right on the limit of what I could do reasonably. So the very first year that I started, you had to do a time swim of eight minutes, 400 meters. 400 meters, that's 16 lengths of a 25 meter pool. And you also had to run 1500 meters in under eight minutes. Now for runners and swimmers you know as in club swimmers or club those are two quite easy things to do but for me at the time it was right on the border Uh, (coughs) and in fact normally without doing a lot of extra training my swim times were about anything between 7.20 And seven forty, so that was quite comfortable for me. Just do the training that we did at the beach, just, and then, to my horror, the RNI brought in Professor Tipton from Portsmouth to look at fitness tests, and they decided that the most appropriate time was seven thirty. So I had thirty seconds less. Now my time was between seven twenty and seven forty and I'd seen people really struggle with doing the eight minute test because they they were into fitness but not swimming. And they struggled and it wrecked their summer because it's all they did was worry about the next fitness test. So I thought, oh, I can't be having this. So I went and joined a master's swimming club, went three times a week. And now my time, well, I got my time first of all to under seven, if you want to do, in my view, the best job in the world, it doesn't take a lot to put a bit of effort into training. People tell me, or ask me, when are you, how long are you going to do it? And my answer usually is, well, until I, can't, until I fail the fitness test. But the real answer is until I feel that the other people in the team feel that I'm not pulling my weight and that's all I can say is that, that um, I join in with as much as I can with most with all the things that are going on the beach usually um, I perhaps don't go out partying quite. <laughs> in fact I definitely don't go out partying as much I join in um, as much as I can, and I do the job properly. And from time to time, I get surprised when people turn around and say, oh, thank you very much for your, you know, for your input, and that you're, you feel appreciated. Yeah, throughout the years, we've done a variety of individual rescues, but the outstanding rescue for me was in 2010. When I had to rescue three people, um, one 16-year-old girl and two younger brothers that were being knocked around, knocked into the groin, and the result was that the members of the public on the beach stood up and applauded when I got out. In Bournemouth, we know that when there are south-easterly winds and spring tides, we get a long long longshore drift. Now that means that the current is moving from left to right and anybody that's in the water will get pushed along with it. It was still fairly low winds when we started the day so I was at Durley Chine and I'd gone along the whole beach in front of me, spoke and there weren't that many people on the beach, there were sort of 40 or 50 people on the beach, and I'd spoken to them, then come back along the promenade, spoken to everybody in the beach huts saying, you know, these are the conditions, don't go, give yourself a mark, if, you, if any children are past this mark, get them out. Now when I'm there, I see a group of swimmers starting to drift. Um, this is outside flags, so this is in a non-flagged area where we've given them advice. And as I'm running along the beach, I, I overtake the mum who's running as well. As I get to the groin, the older of the girls, who was about 16, got picked up and slapped into the end of the groin by a wave. And she, her face, was absolutely covered in blood. Two younger brothers, one, The one that was the safest was just actually getting knocked around by the waves. Another one had grabbed hold of the groin. So I went in, gave a member of the public my radio, went in with my rescue tube, got the girl who'd got smashed in the head and the one that was uh, holding onto the groin. The other one, was they went onto my rescue tube as well. So I dragged them in. Um, and I was supporting them as they were coming out and as I pulled, got them out, and we came to about knee depth. All the beach that was there, about 20 people, all stood up and applauded, which is... (laughs) And of course, parents were around and yeah, that was good. We had finished the end of the season, and my daughter lives in South Africa. We went out to Durban, stayed there for three weeks. And then when we came back, i got this letter. And when I, I look in the in the post and I thought, that oh, looks a bit strange. Is it is it a tax return? <laughs> and then I looked at this, that's strange, it's from the cabinet office. <laughs> and so I opened it up and it, uh, it basically suggested or it asked the question You've been, it's been suggested that you get uh, you get awarded at MB. Um would you be happy to accept it? Yes, thank, thank you very much. It was for all my lifeguarding work really, so it included lifeguarding f- volunteering with the um, with the RLSS, because before the RNI worked at Bournemouth Beach, our club used to do patrols and every weekend um, and just help to keep the beach safe so I've got a certificate which is like a vellum with a statement which is signed at the top by Elizabeth R and at the bottom with Philip by Philip and then I actually got asked to go because you can go to all sorts of places to get them but I got asked to go to Buckingham Palace and I didn't get presented by the Queen, I got presented by the now King. So I got the Prince Charles, I got presented by, so that was quite interesting. <laughs> the reason that I've got uh, total respect for the Iron Light is because um, in in a strange sort of indirect sort of way, they saved my life because I left school teaching with anxiety, depression and high blood pressure. As a result of the training that I've had to do, I don't have anxiety, depression and for the last three years I've Been medication free for high, so I haven't got high blood pressure either. So, yeah, basically, they're an excellent organization that are there to support the community and not just on lifeboats, but everybody you know, every Tom, Dick, and Harry that goes to the beach can be supported by the RNLI. They don't have to be, you know, the owners of big yachts or whatever. It can be anybody. Hello, it's Dee Kafari here, and you've been listening to part of the RNLI's 200 Voices collection. To hear more remarkable stories, head to rnli.org forward slash 200 voices or subscribe to the RNLI wherever you get your podcast from. Thank you.